Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. I am Eric. And I'm Jason. Hey, and today we're going to talk a little bit of uh, entertainment news. Yeah. News, news, news. Yeah, yeah there's been a lot of uh, a lot of hodgepodge fl- uh, flying around recently involving everything from streaming television to movies to San Diego Comic-Con returning Ooh. in person for the first time uh, pre or no, post-pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's been a lot of interesting little stories out there. And, you know, Eric, I know on occasion, sometimes I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw a text out to you and let you know, hey, did you hear this happened? Or, hey, did you know that this happened to such and such an actor? Mm. And you'll be like, wow, let's talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kind of jotted down some mental notes. And I know that uh, it's just stuff that I find interesting. And I think it's stuff that's interesting out there in general, because either way, it affects the viewing habits of all of us uh, TV and movie nuts and geeks out there. Very true. Very true. Mm. Well, hey. Let's uh, let's get let's dive into that brain right now and see what's going on there. I don't Jump know if I want to go in there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for the audience. Yeah, be careful! <laughs> don't dig too deep, or you I might know. get burned by the molten lava. <laughs> to quote Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. So um, you know, the first thing you kind of mentioned was uh, Netflix. What's going on oh, with Netflix? Boy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure all of you have known over the last week or so that Netflix has really been taking a lot of PR hits recently. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the one of the big PR hits was that they announced, uh, I think, back at the end of last month, where they were going to be slashing more than half of the budget that they used to produce original content. Really, but in lieu of that, they are going to be um, hosting commercial advertisements on yeah. their platform. Yeah. yeah, okay. Which, for those of you who have the basic package on Hulu, like losers like me do, you know <laughs> that you get you know commercials with the basic package, and then of course, yeah. if you don't want the commercials, you pay for a, a bigger subscription. Well, so Netflix announced it's going to do that. They took mm. a big hit from that. Well, recently now, I just uh, I combed through a couple of stories today, Eric, where I saw that Netflix has lost a million subscribers over the last uh, couple of weeks here. Wow. Now, when you stop to consider in the grand scheme of things, the number of subscribers that Netflix has across the globe on a little pie chart, one million is probably akin to 1%. But we know that with the way that trends tend to work sometimes, especially mm. when people start leaving certain things, it's like they're it's like lemmings going off a cliff. You just you follow the lead lemming and you just jump right off with the rest of them. Yeah. And so believe it or not, one million may not sound like a lot of subscribers for Netflix, but it is. Now, I will say this that's not due to uh, the announcement where they were going to consider putting in advertisements is because Netflix is actually trying to crack down on password sharing on their platform. Yeah. And ever since they announced that they were going to crack down on password sharing, that's when people started to uh, cut the subscription and head for the hills. And that's when they started buying more into HBO Max and when they started buying more into Amazon Prime and Hulu and Apple TV and all the other well, popular services. Yeah, and, and I do think, too, it's, it's, it has to do with the economy, too, at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yep. it, things are getting a little tight. And, yeah. you know, and I've done it, too. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that uh, $15, $15.40 now a month for me charge. Yeah. yeah. I assume it's the same for everyone. And I'm like, you know, if something had to go, that would probably be the first one because it's the highest, you know, and you can get a lot of these other services for a lot less. Like, for example, I have uh, my cellular service. They include Disney, 
which includes Hulu and ESPN in the bundle, right? That yep. I on my cellular service. So that's included. So, you know, I, I don't have to worry about that. And then I think like stars, we only pay 99 cents a month because mm-hmm. every time I try to cancel them, they say, well, how about 99 cents for the next six months? I'm like, okay, you know. And HBO Max, I pay about fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh, and is that without ads? That is without ads, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. do the ads and I'm paying like seven something uh, a month at HBO. So the point being is that Netflix is so high. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I think also that adds to that, that it would be yes. one of the first things to go. Now, I do think, going back to real quick, I think they have around... 200 million subscribers is that the number i think uh, uh, netflix has so like like you're saying when you look at it like that you're like thinking well it's only a million but yeah i mean this stuff can can tank we saw how netflix uh stock has tanked it's tanked a lot this whole year not only because of the announcement of possibly putting advertisements in their product but also they have they're going to raise the price the basic price for their um well they did they oh they already did yeah okay so there there you go that's a triple whammy right there against netflix and i you know, I, I think in trying to contemplate this a little more, I've always I've always wondered. Now, look, I'm not a I'm not a dollars and cents guy. I'm not a money guy. There's a reason I majored in mass communication journalism in college. OK, but mm. I'm I'm I think I'm well versed enough to know that when you continue to raise the price on something and you tell your like on this streaming service, for example, yeah. there Reed Hastings, the CEO, always has said, look, we're raising the, the basic subscription price to pay for more original content. Look, Netflix has put out some wonderful original content. You can't say they haven't. Power yeah. of Power of the Dog was a good film. Stranger Things has been a great series. Um, Narcos, Narcos was a great series. And they've had some other good original films too. But I myself one of the reasons why I subscribed to Netflix in the beginning with the mail order at home, mail from home order service, or however you about pronounce the DVDs, it, the DVDs, yeah. is because I could rent a lot of those older movies that I enjoyed watching, keep mm. them for as long as I want, turn them back at my own leisure, and not get charged an extra fee like Blockbuster used to do to you back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather prefer Netflix spend the seven or eight million dollars dishing it out to studios like uh, Fox and CBS and 20th Century, Fo- 20th Century Fox, which is Fox, and then Paramount saying, hey, look, can we add a little bit more variety to our platform to give our, our, our customers a little bit more of a movie variety? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? That that's the problem. I, I mean, the problem is, and and I'm, what I mean by that is because you know you have so much. See, back in the day when you just had Netflix, that's they, that, was that it. did the streaming. That was it, and they and could go it. buy yeah. all this content. But now, now there's they're in so many streaming services, and yep. a lot of those places, Paramount, for yep. one, you just mentioned, that are doing their own streaming. So Paramount they plus. they don't yep. want to give out their content, yep. or they're buying content. It, there's a competition yep. now to buy yep. content, and when yep. you have a, like I just heard that Disney, I can't remember what it was, but they bought a huge catalog. They took it away from Netflix. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, and when you have like a company like Disney that doesn't just have just streaming, their parks, there they have all this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, intellectual property IP. Yep. They have all this stuff that that's making them money. So you know, uh, when you have that, then you can spend yeah. a lot more on content for your streaming service. And uh, just to kind of add to what you just said there, Disney though that content that you're talking about that switch from Netflix to Disney mm-hmm. was the Marvel produced content. Daredevil shows like Daredevil, uh, The Punisher, okay. Jennifer Jones, and uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, Kingpin. Oh no, Kingpin was in Daredevil, but. So it was those more violent shows, uh, more adult, more adult oriented shows on Netflix produced by Marvel that Disney scooped up and 
part of the intellectual property rights transferred over and brought over. But to I thought they platform. also took away some other um, that they were out. They outbid Netflix on some other content. Too. They I did. Can't yeah. Remember. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're right. I can't remember offhand what it was either. So so what happens is you end up because you end up having then mm-hmm. you know um, you end up having this war, this streaming war yep. now, which that's Netflix did not prepare for. See, that's the nope. problem. Netflix, all they have is streaming. That's it. Yeah. Right. They're nothing else. They don't have Netflix parks. Mm-mm. You can't go, nope. you know, you can't go at least at this point, you still can't go and see stranger things. No. You can maybe go to the, uh, in universal when they do their haunted, uh, right. what is that called? And, and go through a stranger, stranger things exhibit, you know, but, right. Exactly. But you can't go to like stranger things park, yep. you know, or so, land. So what, what Netflix, the problem, one of the big problems that Netflix has right now is like what you just alluded to earlier is that they are trying to plan right now for something that they didn't necessarily necessarily foresee when they jumped in when they started this whole streaming fad in the first place they didn't count on amazon creating its own studio to stream movies as well Mm -hmm. to create their own original content which they have done they didn't count on popular cable stations like um like tnt and paramount and all these other places creating their own streaming services which they have done so netflix by no fault of its own is partially to blame for all the streaming issues, all the, str- I shouldn't say issues, all the streaming options that we have out there to yeah. enjoy now. But the problem they're finding now is that, okay, Amazon charges a lot of money for their platform. My wife and I pay about $120 yep. a year. It's going up again too next it's year. It's going up again. But the point is, is that we're paying 130 a year, not 130 a month. Netflix yeah. is still charging its subscribers monthly. But so, you can't order. But that that includes. But, but see, but you got Prime again, kind of like yes. with Disney. You have other yes. services included with that Prime. Yes. yes. That that so you're getting extra for your money with Netflix. Yeah. It is just the streaming. It is right? just well, it's just the streaming. Yeah. Now you have the option of still having the um, DVDs sent home to you as well. That option actually still exists, which is what we have. Really? Yes. They, do, they can still do that. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Netflix. But I, from what I've read, Netflix is actually going to steer away from mailing home the DVDs and the Blu-rays entirely within the next okay. five to six years but yeah we because in the, in the subscription option that we paid for we have the ability to not only stream but i can still send for uh discs to have them sent to my home via wow mail. i didn't know too yep. bad they couldn't somehow yep. you know turn that into some kind of retro thing you know where they're right. able to make money from it you know and kind of get, get yeah get the ball rolling yeah. here's the other thing is they are I, I would say too yeah they are a victim of their own success too yep. and, and the and why i say that is because this one you know um, they were the only thing out there for a long time, and they were raking in the money as far as the mm-hmm. streaming platform. Yeah. So they put yeah. out a lot of money on a lot of shows that didn't produce. Yep. Right. That's, yep. That's right. They, and mm-hmm. and we're kind of seeing that now. You know, with I think Amazon's kind of falling into that trap too. They better be yep. careful. But but uh, so Netflix put out a lot of money to people with stuff that didn't pan out with shows that were crap. It didn't yeah. work. So they 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 spent a lot of extra money. Plus two. You know, they kind of got caught, like everybody did, with that COVID thing, where that all of a sudden mm-hmm. people were at home. At home, yeah. They had, they had, maybe they had a little extra cash, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, they're going to sit there and say, "Well, I'll go ahead and pay the extra, you know, whatever it is to get Netflix." So they had a lot of subscribers, extra subscribers, yep. because of the COVID. Thing. We could, we couldn't go to movie theaters. Couldn't go to movie theaters. So let's let, let's mm-hmm. do that. So that so yep. then they had a, they were flush with money. But the problem is, is now reality is hitting them. Their their subscriber counts actually for what's going on right now in the streaming world. Subscribe subscriber account is probably actually falling to a more normal okay. where it should be yeah. is what I think. You know, okay. because yeah. there's so many of these services now. Not everybody is gonna. You know, we I joked too uh, last uh, a couple of shows ago that I think that you know everybody's gonna end up going back to cable. 
uh, I think at oh. some point, you know, because and I, what I mean is because you have all oh. these streaming services now and everybody's paying, you know, a little bit Through here, a little nose. bit there, a little bit yeah. here. And now you're paying exactly what you paid for with cable. Right. Except, except you're paying it to the streamers directly. That's a point that, yeah. Know? Like for example, you're paying, let's just throw out a number here. You're paying $250 a month for six different streaming services. Yeah. You know, which is, is asinine in my book. But, um, yeah. I, so, I don't know. Do you think they could, uh, I mean, they're going to have to, supposedly, I, I did read a little bit of the article that said that they still don't feel, I mean, they feel like they, they're able to, to stay afloat. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, in trouble. Like, they're not going to go bankrupt or no, anything. No, but, no, no. But, you know, do you think they'll be able to come out of this and still be a strong company? Or do you think that they may be on kind of a downturn they can't stop? The, the only way that they're going to continue on this slippery slope and not stop is if they don't do something about... The password sharing. If uh, mm. and if they don't, because the reason why people are password sharing is because they're sick and tired of Netflix raising the prices. Yeah. So so there. So from that standpoint, then it's a two pronged issue. Okay. The how 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 much longer can Netflix continue to afford to raise its prices when we're living in an era where inflation is almost at an absorbent high ten percent. Right now, we're hinging on 9.8% right now, or 9.5. The point is, though, is that we as Americans, we are being forced to really slim down the checkbooks. We are being forced to watch what we spend money on. And we are sick and tired of every year Netflix coming out and saying, we're going to raise your price on your basic subscription service again. And the reason they give for it is so we can produce more original content. Well, here's the other thing. And aren't they, are they the ones that are partnering, <clears throat> partnering with Microsoft? They, well, I think to do the ad thing, right? To do the ad thing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> depending on what you read and who you talk to, it's either going to be a partnership or it's going to be a hostile takeover <laughs> from Microsoft standpoint. Hostile, I would say hostile yeah. takeover. So, so, and getting back to your other point about Netflix going uh, in the tubes and underneath the water. No, 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 no. Netflix is not going to go out of business. They are a major fortune 500 company. Yeah. They didn't get, there by being dodos but they have to be very careful about the niche broadcasting and the programming and they have to start they have to start eric they have to start listening to people like you and me they have to start Mm. listening to their subscribers a little bit more quit worrying about the bottom line you're a multi-billion dollar entertainment company for crying out loud all right if you lower the subscription fee who knows? You might get more customers back. And yeah, I know the issue of supply and demand and that you have to raise prices occasionally in order to make the GDP flatten out. Okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. But at some point, there comes a time where it gets too expensive. That's why people are cutting the cord on cable. Well, here, They're here's sick a, and tired of all the high prices cable's been charging us. Here, <clears throat> here's what I think Netflix should do now. I think... I think they what they should do. I think you know what they're they're tacking. I'm I'm not in there. I don't know all all the details of Netflix. I'm just yeah. saying, just being an outsider looking in. Here's what yeah. I say. Yes, you're right. They want to they want to cut down on the password sharing, and I understand that. They uh, but they want to put in ads. I say this. I this they're they're going to spend all this money with this partnership, and I think they should they shouldn't have done that. It was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think what they should have did is they they should have said, listen, we're the streaming service that's not going to give you ads, but what we're going to do is that we're going <clears> to charge you. We'll give you. One password, da, 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 you know, you can, one device can be used at one time yeah. for this low amount. Yep. Two devices, this amount. You have a tier and you keep going up with the more devices or the more people you want to put on there. You do a tier system that way. They could have got rid of ads and their strength could have been, <clears throat> we're not giving you ads. We're the one that's not going to give you ads, you know, and do that. That could have been their promise. I think they should have stayed with that 
and that would have set them apart. Now they're going to be like HBO. Mm. They're going to be like Hulu. All these other places with ads, they're the same as all of them now. They're in the same box. And what you're talking about is actually just the reverse of what TV streaming pack t- uh, channels like Sling TV and Fubo do. They offer you TV packages, but in tiers. Mm. So you can pay, for example, $29.99 a month for a basic 25-channel package. That includes some sports channels, some news channels, popular channels like Fox and um, you know FX and some of the other ones. Okay. You pay $49.99 a month to get 50 channels. So it's like a cable. It's like a cable yeah, tier. It's ba- yeah. Basically, it's robbing Peter to pay Paul is what it is. But it's yeah. a tiered system nonetheless. Yeah. It's just the opposite of what you were talking about. But yes, I think that would be more advantageous for Netflix to try and rebrand itself that way rather than continue to slam their shareholders well, because with increasing prices. As a customer, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna piss me off and piss people off if you say, Okay, here's the deal. <clears throat> yeah, we'll give yes. it to you cheaper and but yeah. we're gonna give you ads. Yeah. But you know what? We don't like you guys using all these passwords at everybody, so nan nan nan, we're taking away all that. You yeah, only right? get one. So it's like you're being penalized. That's what I'm saying. If if it would they would have turned it around, made it into a positive, it would have been different. Yeah. Um now, listen, you kind of mentioned something that we, we wanted to talk about, too. Yes. When you were talking about how Disney took back their Marvel content and it's more adult. Yes. Now, recently, you had brought up a story to me talking about how um, there are a lot of people that are upset because, why? Disney's <coughs> getting uh, Logan? <laughs> yes. And they're also getting, which, what other one? Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. okay. Yeah, so for those of you who have seen uh, the movies Logan and Deadpool, they're both very good films. Logan is an outstanding movie. But they're also both very violent. They're both very gory. Um, Deadpool is basically a slapstick, gory action fest that breaks the fourth wall to no end. Now, very adult. See, I've never very seen Deadpool. Or, yeah. I told you that earlier. I've never yeah. watched any of the Deadpool yeah. films. But. So, yeah, the reason why there's such a big stink being made about this right now is because, again, Disney finally has the rights because they own the Marvel intellectual properties to Marvel. Okay. They now have the ability to scoop up Logan and Deadpool and add them into the Marvel uh, package on their platform. Mm. Well, because Disney bills itself as family entertainment, which it is, of course, all of the critics and all of the anti-violent parents and parent rights groups are now slamming Disney for having R-rated content on its platform. Mm. Here's the thing. Two words, people. Parental locks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Disney Plus does have a feature in its settings that allows you to set parental locks. Yes, yes. If for some reason Peter Pan offends you, you can set parental locks. My thing is this, all right? There's no golden rule that says what film you can and cannot have on your platform. And quite frankly, if I'm the CEO of Disney's online streaming entertainment division, I could care less what critics are saying. If I want Logan and Deadpool on my platforms, I'm putting them on there because they're going to be watched anyway by people mm. like me. Now, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on this point. OK. And here's a disagreement, which is I think Disney, when they originally came out, you know, they had all this Disney content. Right. Yes. And it is family. OK. I think that Disney itself has <clears throat> built itself as one thing. And I think with the Marvel and with the more adult shows, you're getting a little bit of something else. Okay. And kind of like what I told you before, I think what yeah. Disney should have did originally, which they probably, you know, they probably didn't know at the time that it was going to be as big as what it was. I mean, L- uh, L- you, you Logan, by the way, is the uh, the Wolverine movie. For those of you who don't know, who yeah, Logan that's the is. one. That's the last the last one that yeah. uh, he did, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't explain that. Hugh earlier. Jackman. Yeah, yeah, I didn't explain that earlier. Sorry for cutting you off. No, 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 that's okay. Um, and there's what about three Deadpool movies right now? Uh, two Deadpool films with a third one close to being wrapped up in post production. Okay, so. 
what what I was getting at is that basically this. I think Disney should have have set themselves apart, and maybe they had a package where they're. I know it's probably a lot. They can't do it because there's you know they have to have one streaming yeah. service with servers and all that. Yeah, right. But they should have somehow marketed it different. You know, where it's like they're not uh, shoving it all in one. I do know their parental locks, and I remember the update when they started to put more adult mm-hmm. stuff on there. Yeah. And they, they even said, you know, hey, this is how you lock it out. This is how you do it. There's an update to the app. Yeah. You know, and you had yeah. to say you were over 18 or whatever and, mm-hmm. and do all that. And that's fine, too. But I think that's what people are upset about. I think they're just that they think of Disney as children and then like like we talked about i know disney had uh they had their adult movie and i don't even know if they still own it but like touchstone i think was their adult movie uh section right where they would do more adult movies you know out there not the kids movies yeah um when i'm saying adult i'm not talking those adult movies people, we're not so. talking <laughs> pornography people it's funny when i say adults like it doesn't sound but right? i mean in other words it was yeah it was like they yeah. had the children's movies and then they had the point of mom emphasis. and dad movies you're right? not gonna so. find debbie does dallas on disney plus people <laughs> point of emphasis here so but right. but but the point being with that is i think they should have marketed it just a little bit different i don't think it's a big deal either to put it on the platform and yeah i could i can you know i can uh, lock my daughter out of watching those kind of movies yeah but at the same time i do think they should have somehow separated the two you know and they could have even that they could have turned that into a pause and said hey we're giving you two for one you know and made people think they're really getting something special right okay. two for okay. one okay i don't know anyway. uh i i I just don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. That, yeah. And that's just me. And look, I'm a father as well. And I'm very cautious about what my daughter watches on television also. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, are is, is Logan and Deadpool the top viewing choices for her? No, I wouldn't let her watch them unless I'm in the room with her or she obviously is old enough to comprehend what they're about. But at the same time, look, okay, I hear the arguments about the films going on Disney+. Plus. I really do. I'm just simply saying, you know what? Disney Plus doesn't have... They answer to nobody but themselves. Disney answers to no one but themselves. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And and look, because they made billions of dollars on the acquisition of the Marvel um, Corporation, because they made billions of dollars acquiring the Star Wars entity, mm. look, a fr- and now, because Logan was previously part of the X-Men franchise, which was previously owned by 20th Century Fox... They got the rights back, so why not scoop it in and put it in your platform? And you know what? Because Disney Plus has already started putting um, advisements on some of its animated films that might contain content that would be... Oh, yeah. I remember some of the older by, films. Yeah, yeah. right. D- do the same with Logan and Deadpool, all right? Yeah, they're R-rated films, but you know what? Let the parents decide for crying out loud. Yeah. And, I mean, the... Yeah, these I think what it is is that parents just didn't, you know, and and maybe that that's a little bit of laziness on on parents' parts, but you know they just didn't want to have to think about it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. okay, my kid's gonna watch. You know what? Just go watch whatever you want on Disney Plus. They they think it's a safe space for that. Yeah, which yeah. which let me tell you, parents, and you know we do all know this, but you should never take it uh, take that for granted that nope. it's a safe <laughs> that no everything way. everything is safe for your kids to watch because no. you know there's a story. I remember my daughter was watching you know YouTube like this a little YouTube thing, you know, yeah. and. I I turn my back and next thing you know, you turn around and she's on to something else. I'm like, what is this? You know, right? and, like, and so right? don't never take it for granted, but Teletubbies. but yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a big, big idea either. I think that was just the reason I think if they would have separated it, maybe in, into two different types of, of, of platforms, you know, okay. on the same, well, I should say the same platform, but two different types of entities, you know, Disney plus over here and maybe something else over here. They could have named it, you know, Disney adult over here, Disney rogue, then, uh, <laughs> Disney rogue, Disney rogue. Yeah, then yeah. It been, hey, speaking of yeah. that, let's, let's yeah. go to the next yeah. one here oh yeah, um, yeah yeah 
Yeah. You you wanted to talk really about, now there's a new series coming on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. And yes. It's, it, is tied into, uh, it is tied into the Star Wars movie yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, okay. So, you know, we're being in a, okay, well, first of all, the series I'm talking about is called uh, Andor. Mm-hmm. Not the planet Endor from Return of the Jedi, but Andor. So Andor refers to the character who was in the popular Star Wars standalone film Rogue One, Cassian Andor. Yes. Remember, he was that that rogue rebel pilot yeah. who led the um, the uh, the group of rebels onto um, the planet to get the uh, stolen Death Star plans. And we, for those of you who've seen it, you all know what happens after that. Yeah. But so apparently, this series is going to start streaming in October. And I read about this today because it's really intriguing. Okay, because it's just going to focus solely on the character of Cassian Andor, who's portrayed by Diego Luna. He would also play the character in the movie as well. And uh, I'm and then, com- this is pre-Rogue One. Th- this is pre-Rogue One. So yeah. apparently this is going to be kind of, it's going to take place like on or around the early beginnings of, of the rebel resistance, mm. of, of the rebellion. And so um, it's going to center around his role in the rebellion and what what he does in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Now I'm cautiously optimistic about it, Eric, because why? Well, because look, we're being inundated with Star Wars content mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. We've had in the last two years alone, we've had um, we've had the Bad Batch, we've had the Mandalorian, we've Obi-Wan. had the Book of Boba Fett, we've had Obi Wan. Now we have Andor coming out, and now I read earlier that there's going to be plans in the works for two more Dis- Star Wars streaming series coming out in really? the next two years to be as of yet named. Mm. So it's like, is how much is how, is how much of a good thing is too good, and how much of it is too bad? My, my thing, my personally as a Star Wars fan, I, I I'll watch it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they make this character interesting. He was interesting mm. in Rogue One, which yeah. is an outstanding standalone Star Wars film. But how are they going to make him interesting in the series? Yeah, how? Now, how? now um, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of these characters. I didn't read yeah. the books and I don't know a lot of these characters. And I mm-hmm. guess, you know, they are going to have some of the, you know, beginning rebellion characters that were from the books. So I know a, yeah. lot, a lot of fans of that lore will be able to... Yes. To recognize, I'm just waiting for that. I I don't know how they're gonna do it with him. I'm waiting for that robot to come back. What was his name? Uh, TK four two twenty or yeah, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. The, yeah, the yeah, big black robot. The, the yeah. big yeah, the the uh, the uh, Empire robot that basically yeah, right. was turned into. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember how they turned him into a good guy. They or, reprogrammed. They him reprogrammed or him or something. They did something yeah. to him. Anyway. I'm waiting for him. I hear he's not coming until season two, though. But boom, I know. But he was like the to me. He was, of course, he was the best part of Rogue. Yeah, right. You know, it's really strange that you know your your human characters don't quite get the level of comedy and drama. Uh, you can't get out of them the, the way you do from these robots. You feel more right. uh, empathy with these robot characters than you do the right? the human characters, which is yeah. sad, right? It's but- like C-3PO is the ultimate <laughs> wuss, but we still love him. He is. He's the ultimate oh, wuss, well, but he, we still yeah, love him. He just he does what he does, and he just makes it through somehow. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, but I I don't know this character at all. I'm uh-huh. I'm I am gonna watch it. And I listen. I I like to sit. You know, as a family, here here's the yeah. hook, and I think that's what Disney's doing. I think that's what they know. You know, families, we want to sit down and watch TV together. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, it's kind of good to have content. Now, you know, some of these stories, like, I can share with my daughter because, like, Obi-Wan, I mean, I can share, oh, yeah, you know, remember in that movie and this, and I know a lot about it. I don't know a lot about this guy. But, you know, we did watch Boba Fett together. We watched Mandalorian together, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and we love those shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're... as a family. So yeah. I think this one is still going to have that same kind of pull for me, even though okay. I don't really know. Maybe it's better that I don't know the backstory so much so that, to me, I'll be coming at it with fresh eyes. 
Yeah, you and know? I will say this. Disney has actually been very tight-lipped about this one in terms of what the general plot or the general synopsis is about. Mm. All I really know about it is that it's just based on the character from the movie Rogue One. So like we yeah. don't like we don't know timeline wise we know when it takes place general generally speaking. Yeah. But we don't know in the grand scheme of things if this is going to make the movie Rogue One more interesting or if it's just going to be kind of like, you know, Cassie and Andor just kind of doing his own thing. So again, they've been very very tight-lipped on the on the plot and the synopsis of this. I, I think with with some of the some of what I read on it, I think yeah, they'll they'll be sp- They'll be sprinkling in some of the characters, you know, like I said, that we may or may not know, depending on yeah. how much we're into the lore. And uh, they'll be doing that along the way. But I think at, at the same time, you don't need to know those characters probably to enjoy no. it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I okay. mean, they, they need okay. to put another series. That We talked about this with Netflix, and that's the same thing with, with Disney. You know, Disney still needs, even though they have all their old content on there, they still need to have new content mm-hmm. and to breathe new yeah. life in, into yeah. the streaming because you wonder, what am I paying for if I'm going to watch Frozen 300 times? I mean, I don't want to do that, you know? Right. Um, so it, it's good that they're actually putting some money into this and actually uh you know putting out some new content with these characters and i and i'm not gonna and i'm not gonna be too critical anymore i i I mean i will be critical to a point but as far as you know with like i was with obi-wan you know there's some things that could have been done a lot better with that series but overall i'm just kind of taking these all separate and i'm just gonna be like you know they're they're tv series they are what they are i'm not gonna gonna divest you know uh vest too much into you know that this should be the Star Wars should have the Star Wars feel. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. there's a three movies and that's about it. That's all I need. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the other is just fluff and it's good to watch. But yeah, right, right. I'm not gonna live or die by, you know. Right, exactly. I, I know. Others. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Hey, uh, we just have a couple minutes here. Yeah. I know uh, one more topic you wanted to quickly hit on was Comic Con came back. Yes. Okay, what what yeah. are your thoughts on that? All right, so yeah, okay. So I actually have been to San Diego Comic Con uh, several, several years really? ago. Really? Yeah, but yeah, I did. I went to San Diego Comic Con. Did you dress up? I did. I dressed up. I and but let me just clarify by my definition of dressing up. I wore a Star Wars T-shirt and my LA Dodgers hat. <laughs> I didn't have any costumes at the you time. You wore clothes. When, I wore uh, clothes yeah, to the I did. But so yeah, for those of you who I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure those of you who are listening are aware, San Diego Comic Con is like the largest collection of those of us geeks, nerds, sci-fi fans who love comic books, Star Wars, Star Trek, and everything else related to science fiction and fantasy yeah. that come together from across the globe. I mean, there are people that come to Comic-Con from Europe, from mm. Asia, er- everywhere, all over the place. Well, this is the first time it's being held in person since the pandemic hit us. Yeah. And, th- and the reason I'm bringing it up is because this was where we got really, really, um, really uh, excited about a lot of these blockbusters that were going to come out. Mm. And, you know, I, like I said, I've been to Comic-Con before. I went to it way back in um, in 1997 when it was still kind of in its infancy. It, it was basically, but it was for comics it, back it was, then, right? It, it, basically, it was basically a comic convention. It basically started out as a comic book convention where you could go and you yeah. could meet the artists and the writers, get autographs and stuff like that, buy comic books and stuff. And but it kind of got you served by the corporation media it, where it, it became a launching pad for everyone. Well, yeah. As, as pop culture became bigger and it made its way into mainstream cinema, it obviously became something bigger as well. But this is so important because um, it, it's it's such it's I think it's such a big representation of our culture and mm. where we're at now as far as how we follow mythology and how we follow science fiction and fantasy. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, way back in the day when I was a kid, at least. 
I could hardly wait for the latest Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell action film to come out. Now we can hardly wait for the latest Marvel movie to come out. Sorry, DC, no love here. <laughs> but Comic-Con is really, really huge. And I'm glad to see that they finally brought it back mm. in person. So everyone who wants to go down there and dress up like a Jedi or dress up like a Borg from Star Trek or dress up like Manja, which is Japanese um, graphic and anime, hey, go down and do it. It always sells out. In fact, you have to get your wow. ticket packages a year in advance wow, that's for, the, crazy. for the next year's event. That's how quick it that sells out. That is crazy. Yeah. And they don't even sell tickets per se anymore. You have to get them in a package. Mm. You can either get a, a one-day package where you go just for one day, or you can get a two- or a three-day package where you get access to some of the uh, exhibit halls where they have guest speakers like actors and directors and producers. Like, for example, at this year's event, uh, well-known independent filmmaker Kevin Smith was going to speak. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else was going to be down there? I think Kevin Feige from Marvel was going to be there to talk about a lot of stuff. So, yeah, it's just a massive cult Cold and they probably have a lot of booths set up right from the they different do. shows. Stranger they, Things, this, that, whatever, yep. all these shows and, and all you, that now. And you can still buy all the comic books and the memorabilia and collectibles and still meet your favorite actors and characters and stuff like that. But everybody there now walks around. They all wear costumes and stuff like yeah. that. But it, it has. It's morphed into something from what I hear. like yeah. I've never been to it. It's morphed into something what you're explaining now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I hear that a lot of the purists are still upset that it's, you know, that a lot of the artists and comic book mm-hmm. creators and stuff kind of got pushed out they by did. the corporate guys unfortunately but they did. you know that's just the way it goes sometimes. it, it, it kind of became a poor man's film festival for marvel mm. films and dc gotcha. films and fantasy films and stuff like that because we found out about films like lord of the rings and the next star wars films and the next marvel films by going to comic-con gotcha you know so yeah you're right the the comic book uh artists the true people who gave us these Creators, wonderful characters and these yeah. wonderful universes you're exactly right they got pushed out by the bigger cinema honchos. Yeah. But hey, anyway, uh, I wanted to bring that up because it's great to see Comic-Con It is. Back. It's back, though. It's good to see things starting to kind of open up. And right, who knows, exactly. man, maybe uh, uh, Pardon the Intermission will be uh, down at some point at Comic-Con. We will do it live. Live podcast from yes. maybe next year. We, oh, I guess we got we to gotta hurry up and buy our tickets now, right? Seriously, Or can we yes. get a booth? How can we get a booth down there? <laughs> I, we have to reserve that thousands a year in thousands do we need too, to right? get a booth, right? Hey, but, if uh, we can get Sean Astin and Kurt Russell on the show to talk <laughs> about their experiences <laughs> oh that'd Got be awesome made, baby. <laughs> hey guys that is the uh that's it for entertainment news for this week so uh thank you for joining us and and don't forget to like us and follow us and uh until later we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side thanks All so right. much until next time okay bye hey thank you so much for listening now i want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around it's called the no focus radio hour It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.